Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. With your host, Andrew Donaldson, this is Heard Hell. Hi, welcome back to Hurtel. This is going to be fun. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Our friend Brady Leonard. Uh, when there's not a pandemic, he does things with guitars and singings and what such. In the meantime, he does great work on the No Gimmicks podcast, which is the greatest podcast name of all time, the No Gimmicks podcast. Make sure you check that out. We're going to talk to him today as an Ohioan, and we're going to talk a little politics in Ohio. Brady, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, my friend. Thanks for having me. How's the hunting and fishing going? Well, it's February, so that's the no hunting, no fishing <laughs> month. It's... Uh, <laughs> that that uh, would be the joke. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh and it's funny, man. My uh my wife is already getting annoyed with me. She's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm looking forward, you know." And she she tried to put it diplomatically. She was like, "You know, when you guys you're getting up at 4 in the morning and leaving, you know, all morning to hunt and fish, you know, I you know, I kind of miss you doing that cuz I I'll work out, you know, I'll get an early morning, I'll, I'll get a good start to my day, and now you're just always here. So you're <laughs> distracting me." I'm like, "Ah, Hey, the walleye run starting, you know, probably in the next week or two. So I'll be back out there. <laughs> Good deal. Um, that's probably more pleasant than what we're going to talk to you about today. Um, we have a midterm election coming up. We're also keeping an eye on the 2024 election over yonder horizon. Uh, Ohio is going to be one of them states that a lot of people are paying attention to. It's interesting, though, because the Ohio Senate primary for the GOP has really turned into kind of a case study on a lot of different things going on. Is it as big of a cluster dumpster fire from there as it looks in the national media? Are they misportraying it? Or is this really a race to the bottom of a bunch of people that all sound the same? <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Ohio has a lot of talented Republicans. Um, Ohio's kind of known, the, the Ohio GOP is, is a really strong state party, and they're known for having a deep bench. Um, that's not necessarily what, what we're what we're seeing this time, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not happy with the slate of candidates we've got right now. And it's funny, like I, I'm looking forward to more polling data coming out. There hasn't been as much so far as I thought. Uh, the, the latest major poll is the Trafalgar poll from, I believe it was the, the 9th to the 10th of this month um, that showed Mandel up, I think, five points over Mike Givens with uh, Vance and, and Timken behind. Another poll that same week um, was, I think it was Quinnipiac, not sure. You can fact check me on that, but it had Gibbons up by a couple points and then Gibbons internals had him up big, but, you know, take internal polling with a grain of salt. But, um, you know, I'm looking for it's, it's tough to tell kind of where the, the race is at right now. I'm, I'm personally rooting for Gibbons, but I'm looking forward to, to seeing some more polling data. I, I have to imagine the next few weeks we'll start seeing more. 
Yeah, I think so too. Let's just start with him since you brought him up. The other three folks have been getting uh, more attention. Timken was kind of the early person for some of the establishment folks. Uh, J.D. Vance is probably the most known nationally. Um, of course, Mandel's on his third shot at a Senate. But we were talking a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to talk out of school here, but you were the one that told me weeks and weeks ago, like, hey, pay attention to Gibbons with all the rest of this mess and the way this is just kind of turned into a clown show among those other three candidates. Gibbons is kind of getting traction by just being a normal Catholic Ohio dude talking about normal Catholic Ohio things. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's running a really good campaign and he is campaigning as the normal, normal human being. You know, he's a he's a wealthy businessman. He's running as the political outsider. Um, he's Catholic, large Catholic population in Ohio, obviously coaches youth football. He's coached football his whole life. You know, uh, there's there's a uh, there's a few football fans in the state. <laughs> and so I, 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 I kind of saw right away that, you know, in, in nowadays when the entire world's gone crazy, that if you run as a normal person, that's going to resonate to a lot of people and um, every other candidate. And we'll get more into this. <laughs> in a second, I'm sure, but every other candidate's making the entire thing about Donald Trump. It's like every other word out of their mouth is, is about Trump and Gibbons. He like, he'll, he will throw like a pro Trump thing into his ads. You know, I'm tough, just like Donald Trump. I think he has like a consultant that told him he has to do that for some reason. But, uh, you know, the other candidates, uh, it's like they're running to take Donald Trump, the prom, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not running to represent Ohio in the U S Senate. So, and, and Gibbons on the, on the campaign trail, all his stump speeches, he's not going hard on the Trump stuff. He's not, he's not playing that whole game. He's just being himself. And yeah, he's the only candidate to, to me um, who's concerned with, you know, introducing Ohioans to him as a person, not just, Hey, look at me, look how pro Trump I am. Yeah. Talking to Brady Leonard, host of the no gimmick podcast and a proud Ohioan. Let's talk about that though, because it's very interesting to me. One of the reasons they're spending so much time trying to out Trump each other is because Trump hasn't done an endorsement yet. This this really strikes me as odd, though, because he endorsed in the North Carolina Senate really really early. He jumped on Ted Budd, which kind of shocked everybody. He's endorsed in Georgia. Uh, he has rallied in Ohio recently. He's endorsed in the House races. Uh, the opponent for Anthony Gonzalez, of course, that's personal because he voted for impeachment. Why hasn't he gotten into this? This seems really strange. Or do you think he's just enjoying the feeding frenzy or is Ohio just not on his radar as much as maybe uh, Georgia or one of these other states? What do you think it is that's keeping him out? I have to imagine he's enjoying the feeding frenzy. I mean, come on. No, I've never met Donald Trump, Andrew, but from what we know, we both know about the man. <laughs> I have to imagine he's uh, he's enjoying the sycophantic love affair that these candidates are uh, are lavishing on him. Um you know, particularly the the guy who was known as the front runner this whole time, Josh Mandel, um, has made his entire. And you you probably know you remember this from his previous runs, but he was this like his his whole political identity was, um, you know, I'm this combat veteran, this young guy, conservative. You know, he was kind of like he he was running to be like a Tom Cotton. You know what I mean? Somebody along those lines, and then he changes his entire personality and public persona and makes it all about Donald Trump. And it's so strange. I mean, maybe Trump was even as much as Trump loves people saying nice things about him. Maybe he even thought that was a little cringeworthy. Yeah, I remember probably, th- probably not. But there was a joke. I forget who said it online or I'd cite it, but there was a joke about the old. And now this is the old Josh Mandel, not the current version that um, <laughs> he was a stereotypical uh, National Review intern, but without all the pizzazz. 
that was kind of the book on him. That man has gone hardcore, um, Donald Trump. Now, he's had a couple interesting things happen. He dropped out of his last race for really ambiguous reasons. He talked about, you know, family issues, things like that. He went through a divorce. I'm not going to get into that. People want to talk about it, they can, but I'm, people's divorces and stuff, especially when it involves kids, I'd rather just leave it's that not, alone. Not, it is. Not, not my business. Yeah. yeah, not my business. I'll leave that for what it is. But when he came back this time, it's all culture war stuff to the to the point of absurdity. Remember him swearing he was never going to take his Cleveland Indian hat off, which we haven't seen since. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. What happened to this guy? Is this an audience capture thing where he just that's his one way to get there? This is his third trot at the Senate seat. Is this desperation? It, did Trump just break him? Is he out of options? He's a young guy. I think he's what, 41, 42, something like this. If that. Yeah. This is this is quite the transformation. Is there any explanation for it? Yeah, it's got to be just desperation. You know, he um he was going to win. He was going to beat Sherrod Brown. He was up five points or so. Um even in a tough year for Republicans. Um, but yeah, and then he did drop out due to personal issues. He's like you mentioned, we don't need to get into that here, but I, I will say this. He's somebody that I couldn't vote for personally because of those personal issues, but that's just my own personal convictions. But um, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know why I, I guess desperation, but you know, just the audience knows if you're not familiar with Ohio politics, like that would be his bizarre change of, worldviews and personalities would be as extreme as if like Tom Cotton or James Lankford or one of these like middle of the road kind of establishment type Republicans just went into his closet, walked out with orange skin and a toupee and started talking about the Southern border all the time. I mean, it's like, it does not, it, it's just a, a, a 180 degree change from everything he's talked about. And he's been in, you know, Ohio politics since he was like in his late twenties, I think, you know, maybe 30 ish. It's been a yeah. decade at least. I was so going to say, wasn't you know, he like state treasurer when he was, he was like the youngest state treasurer or something. He was, I he think, was like was 29 or 30. Yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's I think amazing. He's, yeah. He was yeah. a wonder kid. And now he, I guess he's having a midlife crisis. Now it's this, it's just bizarre. Even by Trump standards and the way he breaks people left and right for and against the, the man just tends to break people. Even by that standard, this has just been bizarre to watch. The thing is, and and J.D. Vance, I'll throw into that same category. Th those two gentlemen have fallen into, I, and this is my personal theory, they've, that they've fallen into the trap that people on both sides get fall into this trap. Um, you see it a lot more with Democrats. Um, you, you see, you're seeing it right now a lot with uh, the messaging of the Biden administration. They, it looks like they're they're trying to govern for like their base on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be like a lot of culture war stuff and orange man, bad stuff and highlighting like transgender rights issues all the time. And normal people are like, Hey, I'm paying five bucks a gallon for gas. I can't afford meat. And you know, all of this. And it's like, I think that that's the trap that JD Vance and Josh Mandel have fallen into They're It's all like the Trumpy stuff. It's like build the wall in Arizona and break up Amazon <laughs> and like, and all of this stuff. And it's like, that is just not, I mean, we can, I'm not even talking for or against securing the border or big tech or any, I, that's a debate for another day. But like, these are not issues that are on the minds of most Ohioans. Like illegal immigration is not an issue that matters to 99% of Ohio voters. And honestly, that, and I'm sorry to say this, if you've been to Ohio, you know, the people that are most passionate about illegal immigration are the farmers that need illegal immigrants to harvest their crops every fall. Okay. So it's like, that is just not an issue that's going to persuade a lot of Ohioans. 
And it's like they're playing to like the conservative Twitter base, not the actual voter base in the state that they're trying to win. Yeah, and the reason for that is fundraising. We know that. We're talking to Brady Leonard. Yeah. When we come back on Herd Tell, we're going to get into the well-documented on this program because you all know how I feel about him, J.D. Vance. Uh, going to talk a little bit more about why Ohio is such a paid attention to. Uh, bellwethers overused, but Ohio really is in a lot of cases. We're going to talk more with that. Ohio Politics with Brady Leonard of the No Gimmicks podcast right after this. Uh, welcome back to Herd Tell, talking some Ohio politics with our buddy Brady Leonard. It's been way too long. Appreciate you being with us today, buddy. You brought him up, so we have to talk about him because I don't like talking about him because I prefer to just pretend he doesn't exist. But J.D. Vance is running for Senate. It is an interesting case study, though, because he probably has the highest national name recognition because of that stupid book he wrote and because of his plugged inness. because we, we famously know that Peter Thiel gave him $10 million to go run for Senate in Ohio. Really? It was, yeah. He gave him 10 million, huh? Yeah, go figure. Um, but, you know, let's rail against big tech. Okay. Um, <laughs> another oh, s- discussion for another day, but this has not gone well for the erstwhile uh, defender of all things Appalachia, has it? No, man, Peter Thiel, God bless him. He's been burning through a lot of money, man. I don't know why you and I don't see any of it. Like, if he wants to waste some cash, man, I can. Think and of people keep telling of, me I'm a shill for this, that, and the other. And I'm like, dude, I will queue up in the line for the money. I, that VA <laughs> check only goes so far, but I never see any of it. I'm a libertarian. I've been waiting on my Koch brothers' money my entire life, man. It just hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> Got lost in the mail, I believe. But yeah, I, I, like you said, he's, he's playing for the fundraisers. See, if I didn't know he had, I knew he got millions from, from, from big donors. I didn't know it was 10 million. I don't know why he's so desperate to campaign for the fundraisers then, but juxtapose that with Gibbons, who is a self-made man. And he, I I believe he wrote himself a check for 12 million. Um, I don't even know if, I don't even know if the guy's fundraising, I think he's worth, um, if not nine figures somewhere close to there. So he doesn't need to, to play that game, but yeah, I mean, Vance, uh, in all polling I've seen is, is never made it above third, um, behind Mandel and Gibbons. Um, his ads are bad. Um, it's a bizarre turn too, because he did make all these comments that the Trump people hate, you know, calling Trump an idiot and all that in 2016. And, and now he's backtracking saying how much he loves Trump and all that. And it's like, man, I just, he's not fighting. He, I mean, he's, he's giving his opponents ammo. He's campaigning and, and raising money out of the state. He's flip-flopping on Trump and everything else. He's not talking about issues that really matter to Ohioans. And it's like, it's it's a bizarre campaign. It's I don't know who's running the campaign, but nobody too intelligent from where I'm sitting. And uh, yeah, I mean to be honest, I've never read the book. I never saw the TV show. I uh, I don't. I, uh, I I see your disdain for for the the man, and maybe that has pushed me against ever uh, reading too much into him. But um, he's not. He's honestly he's not a candidate that um, that I take too seriously. I don't think he really has too much of a chance. And honestly, I I have to say. Um, I do live in a major media market in Toledo and Ohio. I mean, as far as Ohio goes, I'm <laughs> a major media market. Um, and the Vance ads have not been around very much. I, I uh, People have been saying he might even be running out of money, so which is fascinating. I, I, he burned through $10 million already. But yeah, I don't think his ads have been effective. He hasn't really jumped up ever in, in the polling. And uh, yeah, I, I, Timken, too, I, I, I don't think she has too much of a chance. I really think it is going to come down to uh, Josh Mandel or, or Mike Gibbons. I'll tell you where that money goes because about, uh, let's see, back 1st of February, Politico got their hands on this internal uh, PowerPoint slide deck 
from the Vance campaign of everything that was going wrong. It's a 98-page PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a professional writer. I ain't doing a 98-page slide. I don't think I've ever done a 98-page slide deck for anything ever in my life because it's about 10 or 12 and I'm done. An hour. A 12-slide deck, that's an hour right there. Obviously, there's a lot of overhead to his campaign. If you've got internal people doing crap like this, however, that 98-page PowerPoint uh, that was leaked had some really dire numbers that he is just not getting any traction at all. Um, when he does wade into the cultural war stuff, he's really bad at it. Last week, he took a run at Barry Caffrey, of all people, uh, calling him a cocktail general. And so, like, listen, we have some of those. Barry Caffrey is not one of them. He has three Purple Hearts, a Distinguished Service Cross. Two of his kids served. His grandkids are serving now. That's not the guy to take a run at that. He, that's the leader of the famous left hook in Desert Storm, one of the great military maneuvers of all. Like, dude, can you not Google somebody before you go shooting all of it? Like, he's just tone death bad at some of this culture warring stuff. And him and Mandel have the same problem. Is it's it's like there's it's it's almost like they're speaking a second or third language, and all the jokes have the wrong high points when they try to do this, isn't it? Because it just yeah. all lands cringe, doesn't it? Yeah, Vance, Vance especially, it seems like he does speak conservative or Republican as a second language. And you saw it, and it was, it was a pretty nasty comment about the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine the other day, where J.D. Vance, he, just, he doesn't quite get it. He doesn't get how to, like, he thinks he's, he's espousing these positions that conservatives agree with when he's really not. And so when, when the Russians moved into Ukraine, he tweets something or puts out a statement along i'm paraphrasing here but uh it was along the lines of lol who cares about ukraine let's worry about the southern border or something like that and it's like all right hey man um i'm as anti-war as it gets <laughs> i'm a pretty radical libertarian personally but uh th- what what do you what do you mean you sound like a sociopath you're saying you do not care what happens to ukrainian women and children because that is something <laughs> a sociopath would say uh you should at least be praying for peace in ukraine um, and that's, you know, obviously I would never advocate for sending American men and women over there, but, um, you, you can be against military action and still pray for peace. You can still, ca- I, I care about Ukrainians because I'm not a, a psychopath. And so like, he'll just, he puts out these Twitter takes in as in, on letterheads, you know what I mean? Um, and it just, it just rings flat, man, especially one Ohio has a, a massive Ukrainian population too. And that's, so that's, that's not going to help them, um, especially in Eastern Ohio, but, um, yeah, it's he just swings and misses at every single one of these issues, it seems like. Yeah, that's the first thing that hit me. I'm like, you know, I got family up around Youngstown. I'm like, there's a lot of Ukrainians in northern Ohio. What do you like just oh, yeah. politically? That's a really and and the the other thing is is a lot of European descendants, they tend to have a little bit of solidarity as immigrants, like, you know, the Czech folks, the Polish folks, that stuff lands hard when you start going after somebody like that. They they're just not gonna like that sort of thing. No, no. I mean, Toledo is a massive Polish population. They're not going to like that at all. It's like he and it's just it's it's all Twitter, man. I mean, this is the day and age we're in. And it's not just these guys and it's not just the left or the right. They all get trapped into playing for their Twitter followers. I mean, you see, I mean, anytime there's a presidential primary, you saw it with the Republicans in 16, the Democrats in 20. It's like every debate. It's like they're trying to win with these Twitter takes that just land flat. It's like, guys, you're campaigning in Iowa. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you just can't do like the green new deal stuff or, you know, like you're, you're campaigning in Ohio. You can't say you don't care what happens to Ukrainian civilians. It's like, it's, it's so bizarre. And it's Ohio, man, it's, it's a funny state. Like it's, they don't necessarily 
go along with the uh, the trends in each party, um, especially the Republicans. Like they don't, you know, like Mike DeWine's the governor. He's not a traditional Republican in terms of what you would consider a traditional Republican in 2022, a more like, you know, populist or libertarian or, you know, Trumpy. Like he's none of those things. He's like an old school guy, Senator Portman, Portman, an old school 90s Republican kind of guy. It's like Ohioans, they don't go along with the national trends in terms of where each party is headed all the time. And I think, uh, you know, I think J.D. Vance, he's really running into that and running into that buzzsaw headfirst right now. Yeah. And Brady Leonard, we're talking to kind of to wrap this up and bring it back to Ohio. One of the one of the most interesting things, and I'm a little biased because I've got family in Youngstown. That's the Donaldson's spell the name wrong because they stayed Irish Catholic. That's another debate for another day. <laughs> um, the, we're kidding. We love y'all, all y'all up around, you know, uh, all y'all in Long Mahoning Avenue down there in Austin town. We love you. Um, but somewhere like Mahoning County, uh, Youngstown, economically devastated. One of the biggest swing counties from Bush to Obama to Trump back to Biden. That goes exactly what you're saying is these are in these are engaged voters, as in they don't just show up and punch the ticket. Whatever's happening affects how they go to the polls. And that's why Ohio is such a much watched state election after election, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I really think that is why a guy with I think Gibbons started this race with something like five percent name recognition. He ran briefly. Um was it two or four years ago? I can't remember, but uh, he dropped out. He never got any traction. And, but he's talking about jobs. He's talking about the economy. He's talking about, you know, Biden's failings economically. He's talking about, you know, bringing, you know, factories back and all that. And he's talking about the COVID stuff and how, you know, Fauci's no good and all that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's what you're worried about if you're in Ohio and the, the COVID 19 stuff. Um, if you're a Republican, you're probably worried about the government overreach regarding COVID-19. You're worried about your job. You're worried about factories closing and all of that. And it's like, I, I that's why, in one, you know, you and I both, I think, tend to root for the good guy. And I think in terms of uh, the quality of human beings in this race, I'd say that uh, Gibbons would qualify as, as, as that. Um, but yeah, it's everybody else just seems tone deaf when there are glaring issues it, like it. It's it's so funny to me too. Just going back to both Mandel and Vance, it's like, man, it's a great time to run for office as a Republican. I mean, Joe Biden's approval ratings is in the the low forties, high thirties. Um, you know, direction of the country is in like the the, the teens, low twenties. I mean, there's a lot of issues you can talk about, and they're not. I mean, most of these candidates just aren't. Um, so it's it's bizarre. I mean, it seems like if I were running these gentlemen's campaigns, uh, it, it doesn't seem hard to steer a candidate into issues that would be very favorable for them. Brady Leonard, uh, you do good work, sir. Uh, you were one of the first podcasts I ever went on, so I'll publicly thank you because you gave me the rare endorsement of like, hey, I don't tell people to go do a podcast, but you need to go do a podcast. So thank you for that blessing and curse. You're um, one of two people I've ever said that to, my friend. <laughs> so how are we doing? Are we doing okay with it? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you do good work. Let people know where they can find the, the uh, No Gimmicks podcast, the other stuff you do. You do a spot of writing from time to time, and you've been known to strum a guitar and at least chord the thing from time to time. Let folks know what you got going on, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at Brady Leonard. I mean, check out my band. We're called Southbound Fearing, you know, wherever you get your music. Um, subscribe to my podcast, the No Gimmicks podcast, 1 p.m. every Monday and Wednesday, uh, wherever podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Um, and yeah, I also write for uh, the Catalyst over at Independent Institute from time to time. So check them out as well. Yep. And the No Gimmicks is actually from his band name. It's just good old fashioned, straightforward rock and roll. Good stuff. I've listened to it. Uh, highly recommend it if you can find it. Brady Leonard, thank you for your time, sir. We will definitely do this again. We're not going to wait two years to get together again next time. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, brother.
Thanks, buddy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.